Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. With great power comes no responsibility. I think that's the mantra for the boys as they start season two, and we see more of that irresponsibility in this new season. This is a first part of a two-part look that features my roundtable interviews done with Zoom. Anthony Starr, who is Homelander, along with Aya Cash, who plays a new character, Stormfront. Guys, an amazing second season so far. Uh, Anthony, a great name, by the way. Uh, But uh, I have to ask you, you seem to, even if it's not on the page, you seem to layer Homelander with a lot of nuances facially or whatever. uh, That kind of shows a little bit of his troubled past coming through and why he does the things he does, and especially in season two, after finding his son and trying to connect with him. Speak on that aspect of playing him. I think a lot of that has to do with not, not putting any judgment on, uh, uh, on the bad things he does. It's very easy if you're playing the bad guy, in inverted commas, um, to, to become a little bit mustache twirly and arch, um, if you're looking if you're looking at the actions that the character character takes but i think like you know most most actors um when you're approaching anything like that i don't want to speak too much about acting but but you know you it's always about the reason why you know why 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 and it's always about what's underneath and um no one is no one is good or bad we're all different shades of gray and um i think it's about just looking for that and to be honest um i mean we got not lucky but we're we're very uh fortunate slash blessed slash whatever you want to call it that we've got a showrunner and writer head writer um show creator uh, eric kripke that is just so open to experimentation collaboration and all all the all the good All, all the good words that you want to hear when you're in, embarking on a creative endeavor. So it's really, um, it's a combination. And, and look, it's not just down to me either. It's, you know, that we've got fantastic directors. Uh, as I said, the writing, you know, it's a, it's a team effort. And, um, you know, it, 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 it ends up with a result that if, if nothing else is, um, you know, interesting and, and hopefully gives, gives a new take on the, the, the stereotypical bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me answer this for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Ant is one of the best actors I have ever worked with. And he does his fucking, excuse me, he does his work. (laughs) He works his butt up. He knows back and forth the character, the scene. He's thought about where it falls in the season. He's thinking about who this person is, what they need, what they want at all times. And that is very rare. And that's why you see those things on his face that happen that just like I did season one when I was watching, when I was like, who is this guy? That's why that all comes up on his face is because he's made that character. He's made really interesting decisions and surprising decisions about who that person is. And he has done the work to follow through. Okay, now you can talk. <laughs> and give, me, give me one second while I Venmo the $100. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I got to tell you, I love a character like yours that just speaks her mind and just cuts through the BS. It, she is just a lot of fun. She's going to be really an interesting voice in the show this season. 
Thank you. I think so, too. I think that um, she is a very complicated character and she's going to um, there are going to be moments when you think, wow, I just really agree with her. And there's going to be moments where you really don't. I hope you really don't, because there's some very clear moments. Of that. Yeah. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. Guys, it seems like both your characters might run into some conflicts. Uh, Homelander and Edgar, I think, are going to have some moments. Uh-huh. They've already had one. And Aya, I think uh, Stormfront and Starlight might be having a little bit of a conflict, too. Talk about those kind of uh, obstacles in both your ways there a little bit. Well, Starlight, it's interesting because Starlight, um, I think, is sort of enamored of Stormfront at first. She sort of does and says everything that Starlight wishes that she could do. It's kind of like, um, you know, looking up to someone and thinking like, okay, I didn't know that was possible. You know, Starlight has just worn the costume that they gave her. Stormfront would have said absolutely not. And so so I think she's excited to see that there's, uh, there's another way to be. And Stormfront is very uninterested in being her teacher. She is basically like, just do it. I don't, you know, and so, um, I think there's some tension there of, of Starlight, uh, at least looks like she's wanting to um, make friends and, um, and sort of be mentored by, and Stormfront's like, bitch, do it yourself. <laughs> Little old Mr. Edgar. Um, so so Homeland, at the end of season one, we see Homeland is really uh, taken very bold steps to fulfill his dream of being realized and recognized as a god in uh, killing his, his uh, mummy figure, Stillwell. And that, uh, that that clears the way for him seemingly to, to, to advance within the company and um, and fulfill that, that dream of his. There is this little roadblock, roadblock called Mr. Edgar who... Uh, <laughs> Who, as we see through season two, you know, we're lucky enough to have Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, who yeah. just, I mean, he's a force. Uh, he's just such a good actor. And it was, I, I got to be honest, like for me, I didn't really, I didn't really care what happened. I just wanted to work with the guy because he's, he, I respect him so much. Um, and we had a great time really um, like two Rams, the old Ram and the young Ram butting heads you know it was a it was a hell of a lot of fun and uh he really is a challenging um just a a huge challenge for for homelander because because he's someone that homelander can't brute force out the way there's 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 a different game going on with edgar and it's political and it's financial and it's corporate and it's a whole new entity that homelander now has to deal with because he's removed the buffer in Madeline Stillwell. So now it's direct communication and that has its disadvantages, which he learns very quickly. And then um, throughout the season, those two really, I mean, that relationship is tested to the full. So uh, without giving too much away, it's uh, it was a really interesting um, and and fun uh, part of the job for season two. Speaking of Giancarlo Esposito's Edgar, here is that talented actor. What's chilling about him was when he's in that meeting where the lunch is being delivered and he's going through 
the, the like the, I guess the bylaws of the company, and it's like he gets to collateral damage, and he's talking about the official and then unofficial view of it. And what's even more chilling is how the company markets these superheroes, that everything is polished, spit, you know, perfect. And yet, of course, we know that's not true. Speak of that aspect of it. That's actually the, the scariest part of Stan and the company to me. I love it. Um, the show is everything. And we're seeing it played out in our political landscape today. They haven't quite polished it as Hollywood has, unfortunately. Um, too bad they didn't think about that uh, because um, the world and life and circumstance gets in the way and you have to be malleable and adjust. And that's why they hire me <laughs> because I can be spontaneous and malleable and adjust, right? Get out of my childlike mind that says, no, what, you don't like me? And go, wait, you know, I'm going to help you understand who I am so you do like me, right? Because my intention is for you to be your best self. That may be a different intention than what our people have for us. And it might be a different intention than what Stan has for the world as well. But he knows this is powerful. This media thing is powerful. This camera visual is powerful. You know, that is in essence, the show of our time. Kripke is brilliant how he's been able to link this up, also giving us a taste of what it might like to be a superhero, right? But that clue that's there is that we're all superheroes for reasons that we are being asked to forget because the drug will make us stronger. Like when the cops try to arrest someone who's hopped up on meth, they're so freaking strong, right? Why are they strong? Well, the cops say it's because they're high and strung out, right? But they've taken something that's given their brain the cue that they're all powerful and can do whatever the fuck they want, right? This is the world we're coming to, right? It really is. So, you know, it's the easy fix, the easy way, leaving out spirituality or connection to intention, goodness, compassion, love, or any of those other things. But it's a true testament to where we're going. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. I'll twist what you say up three or four times. And look, how many times do you hear something about someone that you know, and you go, I can't believe that. But yet, the poison's already there, because you were told, your best friend lied to you. No, he didn't. I've known that guy for 40 years. No, but he manipulated, blah, blah, blah. Then it's, then the question mark is there, right? And this is the way, this is our world today. And so I'm very happy to be a part of the boys and, and playing Stan Edgar so that you can see that intention is important and, 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 and intention used in a way that's forceful um, is even more important. And yes, we can go right to the death and violence of it. But we can also go to the intention of it because for all intents and purposes, you know, if my intention is to get a big, huge bag of money, well, there are a lot of ways to do that. But if it's to have, you know, that money always coming in that same huge bag every week, then it becomes nefarious. I want for me um, and for the I and the me as opposed to the, the, the we and the us. So then we, you and I, get all complacent. So when we watch a show like The Boys, we should get excited and titillated, but we should also look at the humanity that's embodied within the show. And we should also look at the powerful elements that we feel we can't overcome. And those are the elements that are going to change our lives and allow us to be true superheroes because we'll use our voice to change where the world has, where our government has faulted us. 
Like we've been raised in a society where, yeah, people owned each other, not only in African-American South, the slaves coming over from Africa, but the Spanish and the English and the, everyone. Right. So we've got to take that in context of the world and start to figure out how to have a worldly consciousness that respects each other. Well, in our show, The Boys, we see that we doubt. Stan doesn't doubt himself one bit. He's not afraid. He doesn't doubt. He knows where it's going. And that calm that you feel with him is an ease. And that I love playing that ease. There's nothing that he wants for. And, you know, he knows he's responsible for a lot of lives and a lot of people and a lot of things. But he has an ease with which he conducts himself because he has an idea of what the bigger picture is. Again, that man behind the curtain. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great answer. Sci-Fi Talk continues, so stay tuned. The Eric that keeps coming up being mentioned is Eric Kripke, who is the showrunner. Well, you've done it again. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is another amazing show. Uh, for this season, I guess you had to pretty much plan what you were going to do for the, the season arc beforehand, as you probably have done many times in the past. Yeah, what is what? Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely did. We had to, you know, map out all of um, uh, season two. It, it just seems like uh, things have been kind of ramped up a little bit. Did you kind of want to raise the bar more? I was very stressed, actually, going into season two, um, because I thought, you know, I was really happy with how season one turned out. And then I had to you know, I, I was very, uh, frankly, very stressed and nervous about um, worrying. I was worried that I, you know, wouldn't hit the the bar because I needed it to be at least as good if, and hopefully better. And and so that was scary. Um, so, no, we decided among the writers and I um, that it would probably be a mistake to try to top it or go bigger uh, because it's unsustainable um, and that what we really needed to do was go deeper and really dig into the characters and really what makes them tick. We, we played a mental game of, uh, with each character, we tried to think up the worst possible thing to happen to them and then, and then make it happen so that they could all be really cornered and under pressure and then reveal, you know, new facets of who they were. Um, and so that was really the approach of just how can we, how can we learn more about these characters? He talks about Giancarlo Esposito's casting as Vote CEO, Stan Edgar. Funny enough, the way he really ended up in this show, because he shows up in a, just a very quick cameo at the end of season one. Mm -hmm. And um, it was because we're, we happened to be shooting in the same stage complex in Toronto. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years, and I literally bumped into him in the hallway. And uh, we were like, oh, my God. And we hugged and we started talking. And what are you doing here? And I'm working on this. And, and he just said, I would love to be a part of anything you're doing. And I was like, well, I actually have a role that we're trying to cast of this big CEO character. And you'd be perfect. He's like, great, I'm in. And really, it just, it really just happened like that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure he knew what he was getting into of how much we were going to use the character in season two, frankly. But, um, but, uh, but he's been... Uh, He's been amazing. And yeah, that, you know, there's an incredible amount of conflict this year. I think season two is a, is a more intense, insane season. Um, 
And, you know, Homelander, for instance, as we were playing the game of what's the worst thing that could happen to Homelander, it would be uh, someone stealing his spotlight and not being the most popular hero anymore. Um, and so that's why we brought in Stormfront um, and made her a woman, because I think that would really freak him out that there was a woman who could stand up to him and in certain ways was more popular and stronger than him. Um, I think he wouldn't know what to do with that because for as sociopathic and strong as he is, he's just a gaping hole of insecurity and neediness. And we just wanted to poke at that. Um, and, you know, and, and I think what Stan Edgar really represents and what Giancarlo brought so beautifully and what makes, you know, knocks Homelander on his ass a little bit is, um, you know, Homelander went in believing that Vought was a superhero company and, and they were there to cater to his whims and he was the A-list star. And I think the rude awakening and the truth is like Vought is a multinational conglomerate that is a very serious pharmaceutical and weapons company uh, that generally views its superheroes as these spoiled children up on that floor that they have to tolerate. And, and frankly, probably how Rupert Murdoch views the people in his entertainment divisions. Um, and we really wanted to expand of what Vought was. Um, and I think once Homelander's confronted with that, of realizing that he's actually not taken seriously at all in that company, uh, which, you know, uh, Elizabeth Shue's character last year, I think, shielded him from. Uh, then that's a, you know, that's a really uh, rude awakening for him and a lot of conflict between, you know, Homelander and Stan Edgar. There's more of my look at The Boys Season 2. Hi, this is John Delancey, and you are very lucky to be listening to Sci-Fi Talk. There's more of my, there's more of my look at The Boys Season 2, so stay tuned. Back on Sci-Fi Talk's look, at the Boys, season two, recorded from roundtable sessions on Zoom. Yeah, Zoom is the name of the game these days. Next are Tomer Capon, who is Frenchy, and Karen Fukuhara, who is Kimiko. It's interesting that you both are paired together because I think Frenchy has something for her. And yeah. and and the two of you bonded like right away last year. So talk about that relationship. I think there's something there. He's obsessed with me. That's what it is. <laughs> I think it's such a it's such a heartwarming kind of um, in in any other universe. This relationship would be the most kitschy uh, <laughs> um, relationship you can ever think of. But in the boys world, it's like, you know, you need it. You need it uh, to to uh, relax yourself for a, for a second or two to get some uh, heartwarming between uh, uh, two human beings. In terms of chemistry, we, you know, uh, my, my beautiful partner, I can't hold it back. We had it right away and it was no problem of, of uh, building that uh, aspect. Of course, we talked about a lot about uh, Frenchie and Kimiko's characters. Uh, do you remember, Karen? I sent you that video of uh, of uh, the tiger, the tiger whisperer. Oh yeah, I love that video. I watched it so many times. <laughs> yeah, Kimiko and Frenchie, I think, are you know they're the heart of the show. And Tomer is completely right when he says that 
you know, amidst all this chaos happening, it's really nice to be, to come back to the grounded love that they have for one another. Um, it's a form of love that isn't seen on TV um, quite often because, you know, it's usually just about romance or just about friendship or right. it's kind of engulfing all of that um, and connecting on a spiritual level and two souls finding one another that really needed um, connection and um, to heal uh, if you want to get into the, their past um, history and uh, origin stories and all of that. So yeah, it's um, amazing how it's not, you know, this relationship, it's not, it's not like it's, 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 it's not like romantically obvious or, or yeah. brotherly obvious. It's, uh, it's in so many layers and so many um, windows and doors that, for me, I was surprised the amount of of of, of uh, love we got after the first season went out about their relationship, about people that were connected to this kind of uh, of, of a relationship. I mean, people were were crazy about it, and I was so happy. I mean, yeah. love, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, definitely. I think. Um, I when I read the comics, I still didn't even at the end, you don't really know. It's not explicitly said, you know, and so it's been a joy reading our version and our scripts because uh, it's still so open ended and you really don't know um, what could happen to the two characters. So that's been a joy. Yeah. We heard that uh, we're going to get a little bit of Frenchie's backstory in relation to Mother's Milk this year. And also, Cameron, I I guess the best way to put it is your past literally comes back to haunt you a little bit. Well said. (laughs) Well, well said. Well, well said. Yeah, definitely we are. We're going to get um, a little bit of uh, Frenchie's origin story, which is so cool. I remember reading... uh, 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 you know that part and 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 being excited as i don't know there's something about you know the whole thing being uh this uh uh comic book um uh, show that when you get inside a side character and tell her origin story i don't know something in the kid in me is is waking up and it's getting thrills and i love this feeling about you know getting bits and pieces about this cool character that 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 I love from the side, and um, that what happens with with Kamiko's character too. I mean, each and every one from the boys actually this season is gonna is you know uh, going backwards to his past, uh, so we can go forward, and that's that's like the coolest thing I think about the season, exploring each and every one's origin stories definitely yeah that's one of my favorite episodes actually your origin story yours too yours Mm. too there'll be more of my look at the boys with more interviews in part two look for the boys season two on amazon prime this is tony Tolado.